The Honda UASA Racing Podcast. For official news and exclusive content, follow us on Twitter at Honda Racing BTCC and on Facebook at Honda UASA Racing. to our third podcast of the season. My name is Rory McAllister, and as you can probably hear, I'm right by the track here at Thruxton between Allard and Campbell. Speaking of corners, and there aren't many here at Thruxton, we continue this season's podcast feature a little later on. That's called A Different Corner, and discover which parts of the circuit Matt and Flash enjoy most. I'll also catch up with Pete Crawler as well, the Honda UASA Racing Team Manager, and get the technical... Thank you! And get the technical lowdown. Pete, you've got fans. And get the technical lowdown in layman's terms and we'll also hear from a man who quite literally is the voice of motor racing first of all we'll recap on qualifying here at thruxton the conditions yesterday were dry sunny and perfect not only for fast times but also fast laps qualifying in pole position was the current champion andy jordan second was matt neil and in third spot was gordon shedden i called up with both our drivers to get their thoughts and reactions on an afternoon of qualifying here at britain's fastest circuit flash fairly consistent in free practice earlier we've just finished qualifying you'll be third on the grid for race one tomorrow yeah, and you know, right up the sharp end, which is what you need to be around here. It's uh, it's difficult to get that one lap out of it, but you know, both cars were both done race distance, uh, you know, simulation and practice, and uh, you know, Andy hasn't. He's got some quick pace, I've got to say, but uh, he hasn't been around here for a full 16 laps yet. So sometimes at Thruxton, it's about the tyre. Sometimes it's not uh, not the hare that wins the race. Sometimes the tortoise can catch up. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens on race day. What are you saying, Flash? He's coming down to experience tomorrow. we just got to try and score the points when we can. No doubt Andy will be right there, but I'm sure playing in the back of his mind as he punctured halfway around the last lap when he was leading here last year. So, uh, you know, there's, anything can happen, and, uh, and it usually does. But, yeah, points make prizes in race day, so we'll try and score as many as possible. Oh, yeah, I'm over the moon. Uh, front row of the grid. First time I'm going to see fresh air in front of me for this, this year. It's a nice change. But... Um, Good result for the team, 2-3, and, and you know, for Honda, a 1-2-3 with Andy being on the front in the, in the Pertec catch as well. And during testing over the winter and testing that you've done recently, I mean, I, mean, I know you're a confident guy, but did you think that was possible for, for yourself on second, Gordon in third, to finish like that here at Thruxton, considering that you are carrying success ballast? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, it, it should have been a bit more... I've got a wee bit of weight advantage over Andy and, um, and Flash. I should have been on paper stronger than them. You know, but Andy's on the top of his game. He knows the car inside out with the Civic hatch, so he's driving really well. And with with Flash and me, it was marginal. He didn't probably get as fair a crack on the slipstreaming as I did, um, and that might have made the difference. You know, it's so marginal around here. I'm sure you'll agree. I mean, Gordon said to me earlier on that qualifying and racing are two separate things, and one thing he did point out is that necessarily Andy hasn't been around here 16 times as much as you have. Yeah, and we know, you know, the Pertec boys, they're normally a little bit more aggressive with their setup. So if we can hang on to him tomorrow, push him, push him quite hard. You never know. We might have a, a tour on the on the top of the pile again. So it's all about points again. You're just going out there to collect as many points as you can. If you get a result, happy man. It's about points, but hey, we want to win races, don't we? That's what it's all about. So it's uh, it's a long way to go yet, but you got you want to push hard for everyone you can get. 
Still to come on the podcast, a man whose voice is instantly recognisable, and I'll also speak to Matt and Flash about their favourite corners here at Thruxton. But next, a chat with the Honda UASA Racing Team Manager, Pete Crawler, who on each podcast runs us through some of the technical decisions that are made in the garage over a racing weekend. So, Pete, fuel loads and options for both the cars for Matt and Flash. They're different drivers, they're different sizes. I mean, how does that all work, even for a, a track like Thruxton? Okay, yeah, basically for a free practice qualifying or a race, you've got to think about the fuel that you're going to need. So you think about the uh, the time that you've got available in that session and also the distance you're going to cover. Now, free practice and qualifying is quite simple. Uh, you've got 40 minutes in free, each free practice session and 30 minutes in a qualifying. So you think about how many laps you're going to do in that period and, uh, and put the amount of fuel in that you're going to need. Uh, we measure it in kilos rather than litres. We find that a more accurate way of... Uh, of measuring the fuel so we pump fuel in and out of the car using a, a fuel rig which uh, is a sealed unit so it tries to make it as safe as possible so it's not like when you rent a car and you've got petrol left and you've paid for it you want to try and run it down you actually siphon it back out yeah exactly every, every little bit gets used and it's all weighed in and weighed out so we know exactly what's in the car uh, what comes out of the car and how much we've used as a, as a result of that calculation so what you've got to think about going into a race is uh, is where you are uh, the fuel consumption you're going to have per lap the length of the race which is normally around 25 minute mark but then you've also got to think about other considerations such as safety car laps which can add another three laps to the race distance you've got the green flag lap you've got the out lap onto the grid and you've got an in lap at the end of it and then there's some other variations as well like if we experience bad weather you could have a wet uh, a wet race start and that adds another lap to uh, to the proceedings as well so there's a lot of uh, a lot of variables and you've also got to go you've always got to go on worst case scenario because uh, the last thing you want to do is be left short and then also in the uh, in post-race scrutineering, they can uh, they can take as much as three kilos of fuel out of the car. But so you mentioned the safety car there. That's something we've seen quite a bit of so far with Brands Hatch and Donington. Do you think there's any chance we'll see it tomorrow? Yeah, I think it's possible. I think the weather also plays a part. Uh, the weather forecast to, uh, for Sunday is looking quite good at the minute, so that takes one element out of the equation. But uh, you can never discount a bit of... Uh, on-track activity bringing the safety car out and they they basically use that from race direction it's controlled and they uh, they bring it out to neutralize the race so it slows all the drivers down to a, a, a sort of suitable pace just in order for them to clear the track and make sure there's no uh, there's no hazards to the race and is there a limit on how long the safety car can be out for yeah it can be out for as many as uh, three additional laps on top of the race distance after that it starts coming off the race distance so for example if you've got a 16 lap race it can actually be extended to 19 laps if you've got three laps under the safety car and then it starts uh, ticking off the grand total so it must be when your experience kicks in because you're literally having to make decisions and change things as you go along yeah i mean it affects how the drivers run their race but it also gives uh, it gives the team a bit of thinking to do we've got to keep the driver informed of the safety car coming out safety car coming in uh, where it is on track if the uh, if the driver isn't uh, immediately behind it uh, how long we expect it to stay out and then feeding the driver uh, information on the restarts the most critical thing because that's when the the leader of the pack can uh, can make that jump and uh, and try and get away from them so uh, it's important that they they're fed as much information as they can just to make sure they uh, they maximize the performance at the restart and finally thruxton as a circuit for the honda uasa racing team uh, one that you favor yeah i think so it's a circuit that we've traditionally gone quite well at we had a really good point scoring uh, time here last year so we're hoping to carry that on. Free practice and qualifying has gone very well for us. And, uh, and we could do well in the races here. It's a very fast circuit. You know, it's the, it's the highest speed circuit of all the ones that we go to with seeing a top speed of about 160 mile an hour. So it's a real, uh, it's a real test of the driver's skill, but also their nerve because there's some, uh, some very fast parts of the circuit out the back and it, uh, it really separates the men from the boys.
Now it's time for our regular podcast feature this season, a different corner over each BTCC weekend. I speak to Matt and Flash about their favourite corner and why it favours their driving style. I first spoke to three-time champion Matt Neal on the back of a buggy whilst being driven back to the pit lane here at Thruxton. It's, it's not a hard choice for me. Um, there's a, a very, very fast right-hander out the back of Thruxton. It's called Goodwood. Uh, it's fifth gear for us. You're arriving there just on the limiter, so in, in fifth gear, so and then and continuing through it. They all go on about church here, which is sixth gear, higher speed, but Goodwood, because you have to sort of left foot brake to balance the car in there, not to tip it up too much, but um, it's not one for the faint-hearted. You're uh, trying to hang on to the rear on the way in, the front in the middle, and then the rear on the way out as you get to the exit curb. It's, it points into the corner and then wants, the rear wants to keep on going on you. Yeah, I mean, it's um, obviously an old airfield and it's, it's very flat, um, but also very flat out in the car. You know, the, um, you only really brake two and a half times. Once is a, a bit of a confidence brake. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's an incredible, an incredible venue for, for the speed. It always provides great racing. And I would imagine that most people will say church because it's the fastest, uh, the fastest corner in the, you know, in the circuit, really. Uh, but for me, it's actually probably a combination of uh, Noble and Goodwood, which is the two two preceding corners. One one very fast in sixth gear and uh, a left-hander, and the next a fifth gear right-hander. And it's a real combination corner. The exit of one corner becomes the entrance to the next, and that's where uh, a lot of the lap times won and lost. Still to come, reaction from Matt and Flash on their three races here at Thruxton and their progress so far this season. But first, well, what can I say? A national treasure, a man who set the standard for motor racing commentary and a man, quite simply, who is motorsport all by himself. Murray, even though I've just said your name, I'm not even going to give you an introduction. Uh, one, because we've met before. I've had the privilege of being over to your house. But it's just great to see you here at Thruxton. Hello. Hello. Well, yeah, Thruxton's my local circuit. It's not very far away. And it's a lovely day. And for once it isn't raining. And for once it isn't blowing a cold wind. And it's lovely to be here. And we've just had a great race. We have indeed. I mean, what a move by Matt and Flash there on lap eight uh, to go past Mac Jackson, two of them at once. I mean, it's that kind of thing. That's what the fans are here for, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I, I was thinking at the time how demoralising it must have been for Matt when he sees first one go by and then he can't get over quick enough to block the other. <laughs> I mean, Murray, you are literally just associated with motor racing. You know, you're a household name, you're a household treasure. You know, I think the whole country loves you. Um, and it's just brilliant to see you here, here today. Have you, how many times have you been stopped so far? Uh, quite a few. <laughs> quite a few. I suppose that's the only problem, isn't it? Last time when we met, we were in the comfort of your own home, but, but here you are now uh, facing the British public. So what is it about touring cars then that actually that, that brings you? I mean, I know you love motor racing, but there must be a reason that, that even makes you think, do you know what? I still love it. I still want to get out there. Yeah, well, the touring cars are, are very exciting. Of course, I did them for years in the previous heyday of the British Touring Car Championship when it was people like Steve Soper and John Cleland and the rest of them, Andy Rouse. And uh, it's always tremendously exciting racing. And then it, it took a bit of a dip with Touring Car Championship, and it's right back now. I mean, it took me from the time I got to the end of the queue to come here today, it took me 45 minutes to get in. And that was fairly early. So it's really good to see such a big attendance on Thruxton. Well, you say about the attendance, I think it could even be one of the biggest ones that they've actually had. Um, when I, even when I pulled in this morning, again, they were saying they, they weren't even sure if they were going to have room uh, for the cars coming in today. Speaking of cars, I think Matt and Flash are, are due back at the garage any time. Well, Murray, enjoy your day today. 
It's been lovely to see you again. Love to the wife, but more importantly, love to the dogs as well. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen listening to this podcast, Mr Murray Walker, arguably the nicest man on planet Earth. This is the Honda Uasa Racing Podcast, and thank you very much for taking the time to download and subscribe via iTunes. My name is Rory McAllister. The weather here at Thruxton has been perfect for racing all weekend, and after all the talk, it's time to get down to business. Race day is what matters. Winning races is the goal, and points on the board is the clear route to success. Here's what Matt and Flash had to say after race three here at Thruxton. Gordon, it's the end of race three. You finished fifth, but earlier on, uh, you had another win in the Tora in race two. Uh, and earlier on, a brilliant move by Matt uh, to pass Matt Jackson, and you got past two. So how are you feeling after, after your day at Thruxton? Yeah, I'm mean, pretty positive. A good first and second race, which was good. And then race three with all the ballast about scoring points. And, God, it was absolutely chaotic out there. There was lots happening and lots of action. And, uh, yeah, lucky to get home in one piece, really. Matt, another weekend. Another day of racing here at Thruxton. Bit of a mixed afternoon for you. Race one went well, second in that, fourth in race two, and then down to 23rd in race three. Uh, yeah, I mean, for us as a whole, as for Honda US Racing, it's been great. It's been a little less, less fruitful for me, but, you know, it's, uh, it's been a tough weekend, and then race three was, was very frenetic. So it's just... Unfortunately, it was one of those races where if I jumped left, chaos jumped left. If I jumped right, chaos jumped right. And well, that happens, you know, you've got to have the luck riding with you. The Honda Uasa Racing Podcast. Without racing, there's no Honda. Oh.